This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome to Cruise Control, the car show here on BFM, a show in three parts. Now, as usual, there are three of us here this week, which is the first for quite some time. First of all, of course, uh, coming at us from over there somewhere is Daniel Fernandez from DSF.my. Say hello, Daniel. Hello, and uh, it's good to be back, guys. And of course, as usual, manhandling those studio faders, it is Ali Johan. Say hello, Ali. Good evening, and it feels like I haven't spoken to the both of you in so long. It's been ages, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been almost, what, eight days? (laughs) (laughs) Now, what have we got then in our local launches this week? Right, we start with a supercar because last week Automobili Lamborghini launched a new EV called the Revuelto. Uh, This is to mark uh, Lamborghini's 60th anniversary. And Daniel, I can't believe this company hasn't had an EV before this. Yeah, I mean, if if you think about it, Mr. Lamborghini himself, you know, uh, the the farmer boy went uh, went to the army and came back as a mechanic and started the whole thing with a tractor company and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know his history. I mean, if, if he was alive today, I mean, he would be damn upset. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, taking a pure petrol-fed engine and then trying to put a battery power to it to give it some kind of, you know, mobility it just doesn't make sense. Yes, you can maybe probably go a little bit faster than your original V12, but where's the sound? Where's the emotion? Where's the raging bull? We're just dealing with something absolutely ridiculous. I'll tell you why it's ridiculous. A thousand one horsepower you know what? A thousand one horsepower. This car is just ridiculous in terms of power delivery. Even though it's electric, I understand why they're doing it. They say it's capable of doing the zero to hundred run in two point five seconds. I'm sure a V12 Lamborghini engine could do that. You know, and and do that with much more emotion, enthusiasm. But you know, in an electric car, I think maybe by next year there will be a BYD. <laughs> Family sedan, <laughs> five door, probably doing 2.5 seconds also, you know? Wow. Some years ago, I did mention to you guys, now everybody's playing the 0 to 100 gram from, you know, 4 seconds to 3 seconds. And then now it's 2.5. And then next will be 2.4. And then we'll get 2. Now, below 2, basically, you're just going to break your neck, you know? Yeah, yeah. At what point does it just become beyond ridiculous though, you yes. know? And, you know, when you do things like this, you know, you... You put so much horsepower in these vehicles. Yes, in a Lamborghini, it's fine. But I just cannot understand it being battery-powered. Because why? If, if, if you're sitting side-by-side side with this BYD, that's also doing 2.5 seconds next year, you know, the BYD guy is just going to be laughing because he's going to have instant talk and going. So the electric car movement has just changed this whole 0 to 100 expectation and also the mid-range talk. I mean... What kind of, you know, ridiculous figures are we talking about? And then the top speed is 350 kilometers. Yes, of course, a BYD or a Tesla will not be able to slice through the air at that kind of speed. But this car with its its aerodynamic uh, shape, yeah, 350. But where are you going to find space to go 350? I don't think KLIA will allow you to use the the runway, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right then, price. Oh, Oh, the price is the best part. I tell you what, I leave it to you, Ali, to share the price. I leave it to you to share the price. <laughs> so yeah, we were told that the car starts at around 3 million ringgit before duties and import taxes. Aren't electric cars duty-free already? Yes. Oh yeah. So, why are they giving a duty-free price? Oh. It should be that price 
as is. Or they can say, okay, start from this price before options, right? Mm. Okay, that means you tick a few boxes, you know, you want your purple colour with pink polka dots and you want your leather with a little bit of, you know, uh, Velcro stitching, you know, because you can option these cars because these cars are all built to specification. Mm. But even mm. if you add all those little things, the car is duty-free. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to make more money than they should. Lah. As if they need more money, but it's a real possibility. <laughs> yes. Okay. Three million anyway, ringgit. So please. you heard it here first because no other media has reported this price speculation. <laughs> Right, what's up next? Next is another EV because the Tesla Model 3 has been given uh, a facelift, an extensive redesign. And we have news that it will be delivered to Malaysian customers by the end of this year. Uh, So already they've announced the uh, Model Y when they launched a couple of months ago. Now there's the Model 3 facelift, new headlight design, and it's got new tail lamp cluster. In fact, it has increased range as well, about 10% more than what's already out there. Daniel... What do you think about the prospects of the Model 3 facelift? A lot of people say I'm anti-Tesla. I'm not anti-Tesla. It's just that I've been waiting for official Tesla to come here. Hmm. So now that official Tesla is here, I love Teslas. Because why? The prices are right. So (laughs) with the Model Y, the price was right. Now with the Model 3, shock, 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 shocking news. The price is below 200,000 ringgit. You know, Mm -hmm. the way it should be. So from 189,000 ringgit, right up to the dual motor uh, high-spec model, which is 218 ringgit, 218. Now, if you look at that price, I have just this one statement to make. Please all pay attention. What is going to happen to the rivals from China? Mm. Now, some people say, how can you put Tesla next to the rivals from China? Well, this car comes from Shanghai. It's made in China, okay? Mm. And it's doing so well in China that the Chinese car manufacturers that are doing electric cars, Great Wall and BYD for Malaysia, uh, because SAIC and all the rest are not officially here yet, they are already now starting to you know quiver a little bit. Now, why quiver? Because their prices are just 30,000, lower in Malaysia. So if you take a Tesla and put it side by side, the Chinese electric car brands, for example, the Aura Good Cat, and the BYD Auto 3, which are both mm. selling very well. The price difference is about 30,000, 40,000 ringgit. Now, I'm talking about there's two variants and then the, the battery range and all that. They can compete on range and everything else. But when you talk about Tesla, you've got that brand value, which is huge, right? Mm. Number two, there's some people who are just drawn to the Tesla look and the Tesla name. You know, it's it's almost like, a, like, a, like one of those Italian handbags, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know it's made out of PVC, but you're willing to pay a premium because of the brand name. I'm not going to mention the name, you know? Mm-hmm. And things like that is giving Tesla that edge. Of course, till today, they have not delivered a single car to Malaysia because you put your booking in and the car will come in. But when they start rolling in in January, what is going to happen to the Chinese car manufacturers? Will they lower their price to keep up with Tesla? Because Tesla is discounting their prices every few months by a few thousand US dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, maybe they can do this because, you know, they're a technology company. They're not a car company. They're a technology company, you know? Mm. So their technology is done, dusted. You know, they just slight improvements, 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 improvements. Plus, they're manufacturing in China. So they brought the cost down. And this has pushed the used price of great Teslas, boom, below 100,000 ringgit. Mm. So there are already some panic selling below 100,000. There are more than 80 units confirmed, more than 80 units 
of used Teslas from Grey Importers sitting in showrooms around the country, not being able to find buyers. That's the price of buying on the grey market. Yes. And you must remember, these electric cars, even some of the guys selling it don't understand this. You keep it idle for that long, the battery system will die. The yeah. backup battery will die. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And to get it booted, you need someone to go in there and boot it for 2,000 ringgit. Some charge 3,000 ringgit. That doesn't mean the battery health is back to 100%, you know? Mm. So whoever who thinks he wants to go and buy this cheap used Teslas from a car park, I'm not talking from a person who's running the car, even if you pay 130, 140, it could be, you know, brand new from, the, from, from UK or wherever else, but just sitting in a car yard, be alert that this car battery might not last as long as the original running battery. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be a fun time the next one year to see what happens to all these cars. All right. Again, the price for the new Tesla Model 3 facelift? 189,000 ringgit. From 189,000 ringgit. Which means it's below $200,000 to get this iconic electric car brand. Wow. Exciting yep. stuff. That's right. Looking forward to see them finally delivered and uh, on Malaysian mm. roads uh, soon enough. This week, two new concept cars were unveiled to the rest of the world. And the first one is BMW's uh, Vision concept car. And this is called the New Class, Daniel. So if you think, if you look at the design, of course, this is a concept car. There's, there's very, some parts of it will not go into production, like the full glass roof, you know, oh, the, extended, the extended windshield, you know, it just doesn't that make sense. That was my favourite bit. Uh, for you, different like Richard, you want some suntan and all that like eat. Right. So we already ten, you know. Sometimes eleven, you know. <laughs> you know, but we know that that will not go into production. You know, it'll have a normal wind windscreen and a normal roof and everything else. Yeah, you'll have a sunroof. That's fine. But what's amazing is you know every few years, and I think Richard will understand where I'm coming from because he drives a BMW. You know, the BMW grill has been the 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 the, the selling point for many many years, many decades. The grill has evolved, you know, from the 202 BMW, the old one, to the E30 and then the E60 and then, you know, the no, more modern BMWs. And then, of course, the electric cars came from BMW and, you know, they had the falls, the grill. And why did they keep the grill? Because that has been the design function, the design thought, you know, mm. of a BMW. That's something that, you know, you see in your rear view mirror, you say, oh, there's a BMW coming. I don't know which BMW, but, you know, I know that BMW look, you know. But now comes a totally different BMW design. And I think this is designed not for people like myself, Richard and Ali. Hmm. It's for our next generation. Yeah, BMW new class, a concept car that's actually pretty close to production already. We'll see it, um, I guess, in a couple of years' time in Malaysia, hopefully. It, uh, maybe. It might even be next year. Let's hope, you know, yeah. Yeah, the way things are moving. Nice. Now, jumping on to another concept car, the last piece of news for today. Mercedes-Benz also got in on the action. Uh, they've got the CLA concept, also apparently ready for production fairly soon. Daniel? This one, to me, was just... I'll, I'll use one word. Lah. Awesome. <laughs> because Mercedes kept to its DNA, kept to its design, form and function, but they just played with the headlamps. Right, yes. And they're very yeah. cool headlamps, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, you know, can you imagine how they put the, the the Mercedes logo into the headlamp? Smart. Mm. You see it prominently on the grill, one big three-pointer star, and then you see it in the headlamp. So, I mean, fantastic way of putting things together. Yes, it's small, it's compact, uh, the cabin space has shrunk, but this, of course, is the CLA, which is the small sedan. Mm. So, I think as the cars grow in size, uh, you know, from the from the E-class or the B-class or the G-class or whatever, 
that form that that design form in front with the, with the headlamps having the the the, the three pointer star will continue and it and that slim you know um how you call hood ornament you know mm. but i love it i love it i don't know about you richard i i very much like it um i do like the wheels on it uh, i have to mm. say uh i don't even know how you describe them it, it's yeah, almost like like turbine engines yeah the fans um, yeah but the light the headlamps even the interior i can kind of vibe with but it, it with all the lights on and, and whatever it, it kind of looks like some kind of i don't know mid 90s disco in there mm. uh but it's very cool let me tell you this this was done at the, the munich auto show just a few weeks ago where chinese car manufacturers dominated the german car show for the first time ever now that means the chinese car manufacturers are saying hey you know i'm coming into your territory and i'm going to play with your customers so mercedes benz had something to say back and say hey you come and play let me show you what i've got in my pocket you know <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, this is this i keep telling a lot of people i'm not ready to buy an electric car because when i do buy a car i want to keep it for at least 7 9 10 years right So with the game moving like this, maybe next year will be the time for me to buy an electric car because you get 750 kilometers of range. For example, mm-hmm. you know, you can charge a car in 15 minutes. 15 minutes charging time makes sense to me. 45 minutes, sorry lah. Now then, uh, let's wrap up for this segment. Then, of course, uh, folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be having a bit of a discussion. Are we finally getting a Proton EV? Is that coming up? Is it on the cards? Hold on, find out when we come back. You're tuned in to Cruise Control here on BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. FM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Cruise Control. My name is Rich Bradbury. This is The Car Show here on BFM. As usual, I'm joined by Daniel and Ali. Uh, now, we've had news about the Lamborghini, uh, the uh, EV1. We've had Tesla news, two new concept cars. Now, big question. We've heard it banded around. Are we finally getting a Proton EV? Daniel. Okay, so... A lot of car manufacturers are uh, coming to the EV game. We know that it's n- no big news, uh, but Proton isn't right now. Perdua isn't, which is our two national car brands. Uh, the government has been pushing for both brands to bring in the electric cars. Now, Proton, of course, in partnership with Geely, uh, for the last couple of years, we were saying, why are they holding back? You know, Geely has got so many electric cars. Geely has got so many brands that are doing electric cars. Let me just share some of them with you. Volvo electric cars, Polestar electric cars, Lincoln Co. These are all Geely brands. They own them mm. and they run them. And then now of course Lotus also part of Geely electric cars. So why are they not bringing their electric cars for Proton to rebadge mm-hmm. and sell in Malaysia? Mm-hmm. Now I was asking this question with the Proton management and then I met a couple of guys from Geely but you know everybody is sort of like yeah we'll come back to you. Um <laughs> You know, they, they 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 don't want me to say you heard it here first, so I can't say that right now. But it's very very possible that this product, which is the Geely Geometry G6, uh, this is a the next generation Geometry, which was launched a few years ago. Now, when they launched it a few years ago, surprisingly, Geely launched it for sale in Singapore. Aha! Uh-huh. And they actually brought journalists from Malaysia and some parts of ASEAN to Singapore for the launch to show the car. But they didn't do it in Malaysia, so. You could say that they they made a bold statement to say no, it's not going to be rebadge of Proton, okay? 
And no, it's right. not for the Malaysian consumer. So we were curious. What are you saying? You can't give us an electric car. You won't give us an electric car. So when I started digging a bit further, this is what I realized: a lot of car manufacturers who have brought in EVs have just taken what they found, done a bit of testing. Boom! Let's release it. Let's release it. Okay. Mm. Now at the same time, they've done some testing in and around the region, but they've not done enough. In Malaysia, maybe, but then again, they've been selling, and the cars have been running well. No issue. There's no worries about the humidity, the heat, and you know, and and everything else. And they've set up their after sales, and they're taking care of customers. So far, nothing serious has been reported. Now, why is Proton holding back? Why is Geely holding back? Now, when you use the word Proton in Malaysia or Perdua in Malaysia, I have to add Perdua because these are the very the, the biggest car brands that sell in Malaysia. Um, you get a lot of people buying them, right? The, the take-up rate is very high. When you have a lot of consumers buying these vehicles, you must have enough charging points. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have enough. But imagine now if Proton released this model two years ago, the earlier geometry, the price could have been anywhere between 90 to 120,000 ringgit because this model right now in China is between 95 to 121,000 ringgit. Okay, so that is the selling price. When you when you put the selling price, you must remember when they when they have a partnership with with Malaysia, the price is much lower because they give enough margin for them to do after sales, warranty, branding, marketing, showroom activity, and everything else, right? Mm. Yeah, you're looking at the price that it's acceptable for quite a number of Malaysians because it'll be like buying an X70, you know, thirty over thousand units to date, you know. Now, if there's thirty over thousand Malaysians who could buy the X70, there's almost thirty over thousand who might say, hey. Now I can own a proton electric car from Geely. You know, mm-hmm. where are they going to charge all these vehicles? Good question. Right. So the same time, proton is working for their electric car division, which they've got smart hashtag one. Even that has not been launched yet. Very close to launch. A lot of testing going on. And I keep asking them, why are you waiting? Because they are in partnership with Jintari to have stations up and running. Mm-hmm. They are also waiting for TNB Electron to have their stations up and running. You know. Yeah. So you don't want customers coming back on social media and complaining. A lot of these people now are living in condominiums. I mean, if you drive around Klang Valley today, if you take some of the elevated highways, I don't know if you guys have done it. I've done it a few times when I'm driving test drive cars. You look at the number of high density condominiums clusters in so many pockets around Kuala Lumpur, right? They're everywhere. Everywhere, right? I'm not talking about older areas. I'm talking about new areas: Cheras, Gomba. Mm. Uh, Malawati, you know, uh, in 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 uh, what is this? A uh, Balakong. Now these clusters, you're going to have customers over there who want to buy these cars. And where yeah. are they going to charge? They can't charge overnight. So you must have the charging infrastructure ready enough for these people to enjoy these vehicles and during festive season to balik kampung. So I think that is why they're being very conservative and saying, hold on. But now with this new geometry G6 out. And with the charging infrastructure being built at a very accelerated rate, you heard it here first. I think this car will come to Malaysia. Interesting. When? Yeah, I was just going to ask the same question. Maybe a year from now. Maybe a year from now. Maybe less. Depends how fast the infrastructure is up. Because it's got the size, it's got the right uh, amount of you know heft and and features and everything else. Uh, it's got a hundred kilowatts of power. It's got hundred eighty newton meters of torque. Zero to hundred and six point nine seconds, which is you know good enough. It's got a driving range of between five hundred to four hundred and ten kilometers, which is pretty good. That means you can go from KL to Penang and still have some time to go look for a charger. You can go to JB and still go and look for a charger. You might not be able to make it to Kota Baru from KL, but you know you can still try. 
Mm. And the size, if you look at, I mean, okay, looks aside, if you look at the, the size of this vehicle, this is what Malaysians want in terms of a sedan size. That's you know, right. it's yeah. almost the size of a Camry and a Cod, which are being retired very soon. So why is the Camry and, and, and a Cod and Mazda 6 being retired? Maybe they know about the rival of this car. So I, I look at a car like this and say, you know, if it, it came at this price, there'll be a lot of people who migrate from their current sedans or maybe even those who have an SUV who were forced to buy an SUV because they said, you know, ah, everybody's saying SUV, I buy. Then realize that I don't really like an SUV. La. I don't really like the dynamics, la, you know? Mm. Mm. And they'll go for this. And then being an electric car with this kind of attractive pricing, why not? And then you look at the design. Let's, let's come to the design. I cannot find anything wrong. What about you guys? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, same for me. It's it's functional. Yeah. It's the kind of very popular uh, family sedan that we have a lot here mm. in Malaysia and in Southeast it's Asia. It's not actually. too flashy. Yeah. yeah. It's the not, proportions are just right. The proportions you know? are just right. It's not particularly boring. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, you know, inside you've got typical Jilila, big screen, big this, big that, fancy steering wheel, full of tech, you know. And, and it's very hard for you to say, no, I hate this car or I don't like this car. You know? mm, mm. So I think this is going to be their flagship sedan. Like you said, highly depends on how much charging infrastructure we build in the next yes, one year. Yes. The moment you put a localized badge on it, you need very good charging infrastructure. And we know that our government is pushing hard for this. Alright, we should move on. Let's yep. wrap up this segment and move on. We've got uh, a used car guide coming up after the break, of course. The BMW X2. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned here to Cruise Control on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Cruise Control. We're into the third and final part of this evening's show. The used car guide is the BMW X2 uh, SUV crossover crazy crave thing happening. Daniel, tell us more about this. Okay. Number one, I'm going to ask you both these questions. Have uh-huh. you ever considered the X2 as a, as a car to buy? No. Richard? No. No. Ali? No. Not me, yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen one on the road? Uh, possibly. Rarely. It, rarely, right? Mm. You never really noticed it, even if you saw it. You'll probably think it's an X1 or an X3. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, sadly, even though I'm a motoring journalist of, you know, some years of experience, it also happened to me a few times. Mm. Mm. I had to take a second look and say, oh, that's an X2, you know? And uh, when people come and ask me for SUV advice, even when they say, oh, I want a particular brand, like say someone says, I'm looking for a, a second-hand BMW, what do you think they know? I never ever mention the X2, simply because out of sight, out of mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a friend of mine came to me some time ago and said, no, I'm looking for an SUV, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I would like to get something, you know, European, uh, I like something a bit more premium, uh, not because I want to show off, I just feel that, you know, it, 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 it's it's... It'll feel better la, for me, you know? Uh, of course, when people say that, I know ah, you want to show off, la, you got big money, la, you know? Mm. So I started advising the usual suspects, you know, the Lexus NX, the BMW X3, uh, even the Range Rover Evoque, which has entered the, the used car market in a big way. There's mm. plenty of units for sale. Uh, the Volvo XC60, of course, the Mercedes GLA, which is still a very, very seductive look. I'm talking about the old GLA, very seductive looking SUV. 
big wheels, uh, streamlined body shape and everything else. Of course, you have the Mini uh, Clubman and then you have the uh, Toyota Harrier, which is the no-brainer. When I say no-brainer, it means sure, got no headache one. Lah. You just buy and mm. drive for years, lah, you know? When we went around looking for these cars over a few weekends, we tested off some vehicles and she was always saying, mm, yeah, okay, mm, yeah, okay. She was drawn more to having a BMW, of course, because I think, you know, with some people, that, that brand is still very strong. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, how BMW is so iconic. Yeah. For certain people, they're not worried about after sales or reliability or parts or resale value. It's just that I like the brand. The brand, the brand has become like a designer handbag, you know? Mm. So I want that designer handbag. Don't tell me all the issues, lah. you know? Mm-hmm. Can I get one at a good price? That's about it. So, of course, we were looking more for the X3. So, every time she tested over an X3 or a Range Rover Evoque, she was very, very happy with it. Mercedes-Benz seemed a little bit too small for her, you know, because also the Mercedes-Benz, because it's streamlined, getting in and out can be a little bit difficult for someone a little bit older, you know, your your, your neck ache and this and that and all that. Um, we looked at a couple of X3s and she was almost drawn to an X3 until, until... I was driving home one day after having a meeting in in, uh, in Subang Jaya and there was this X2 in front of me. I was looking at the X2 and saying, sad like this car, you know, they didn't sell many and it looks pretty decent and everything else. And I remember test driving uh, it many years ago when it came out and I thought, wow, this is a SUV I wouldn't mind owning. You know, I wouldn't mind having an SUV that looked like this and drove like this, you know. Mm. And then boom, light bulb, you know. So I quickly took out a piece of paper, pen, drew a light bulb, put it above my head and said, okay, light bulb moment. Um, I came back home, opened my computer and started looking for X2s for sale. Not many in the used car market, okay? Interesting, yeah. Right, because on top of them not selling many of these, there were not many brought in by grey market importers. Mm. And I think the grey market fillers also realised since the new ones were not selling very well, no point is risking a used one, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they bring in more X1s and X3s. So I started checking and, you know, brand new this car was 328,800 ringgit. Which not means, cheap. not cheap. It was almost the same price as the bigger X3, but the bigger X3 was local assembled and the X1 is local assembled. So this one, because fully imported, sat in the middle of like, in like, in like a lone little island, like, you know, feeling sorry and saying, help me, <laughs> please look at me. So many were many buyers ignored this car and either went for the bigger X3 or the slightly smaller X1 and then, uh, you know, and, and it just got forgotten. So when I checked the used car market, there were two for sale, a black one and a blue one. I was actually looking for the gold one because I thought the gold one which they sold was really flashy. That's the one I test drove, you know? Mm. So I sent the screen capture to this lady and she said, wow, what, what BMW is this? I've never seen it. I said, you've probably seen it but never noticed it, you know? Mm-hmm. So the following weekend, we went to look at both the units for sale. Sadly, both sold. Ooh. Okay. That means people are starting to notice it and say, hey, I want it, you know? Yeah. Or they would have just stumbled into the used car dealership and said, hey, what is this? X2. Mm, okay. So the prices were between 140 plus after negotiations to about 160,000. Which not is not bad. too bad. You, not yeah. bad. If you think about it, not bad. Because why? You're talking about a car that, you know, all one owner cars, all about five years old. Uh, mileage, not that much. All of them had full uh, factory service and warranty and, and after sales done on them. So records were there. And what happened is after, on, on that weekend, when, when after we saw the two that were sold, we started checking online and we found another three for sale. And the three were also black and blue in color. So we, we went quickly to a dealership and we managed to negotiate a blue one. 
company owned okay. uh, five years old low mileage just 60 over 1000 kilometers i got the number plate i sent it to my friend in the dealership the dealership that sold this car i knew someone there i said can you check for me they said okay they checked the computer they said yes this car has been coming in for all its servicing and everything else it's all true and a deal was struck and my friend bought this car and it's been now a couple of weeks she's been driving it and she is very very happy with it because a it looks good it's a conversation starter people say oh you bought a new bmw they don't use the word used ah because the x2 was such an you know if you if you look closely it's not an x1 x3 so they say oh this must be new you know yeah Yeah. So that's a little boost for the ego. Number 3, you're you're buying it for, you know, almost 55% uh, depreciation. So if you think about it, it's a pretty good deal for something that is not that badly used. And you know, people who bought these cars didn't abuse it. It, it didn't have fancy rims or lowered or body kit or whatever. They just used it for commuting, which is what she's going to be doing. And I'm hoping in five years' time when she sells it, the value is about forty thousand. I'll be able to afford it, you know, <laughs> if she's not listening in right now. So, BMW X2. If you are looking for a SUV and you have about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget, give it a look. Right. Size-wise, um, what else is close to it? Okay, it's smaller than the Lexus NX. It's bigger than the Mercedes, the older Mercedes GLA. It's slightly smaller than the Range Rover Evo, but it's very streamlined. It's sleek. You can see the glass house is very small. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body sits a bit high in terms of the, the the side profile. So it's got that big chunky sports vehicle look. You know, and you know, some might even say it's not even a SUV. It's like a sports car with big wheels. You know, <laughs> I see it. I see it. Mm. I mean, I like the look. I like the look, and I like the fact that you know it's not common. Yeah, and I can't believe BMW didn't local assemble this. Well, I think at that time because they were locally assembling the X1 and the X3, and also the Mini Countryman has come out that time, and it was a direct competitor. So these three vehicles were their priority in terms of hitting the market. Because when you do local assembly, you can't just local assemble everything. You know, you have to pick and choose your 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 heroes lah in the showrooms. I What about it. you, Richard? Would you buy this? I quite like it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um, possibly, I, I hadn't considered it, but looking at it, yeah, probably. Mm. But you've never noticed it on the road, right? No, no. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost like it's uh, invisible, or it blends yes. in. That's the yes. only thing, right? Yes, yes, yes. So you know, it could be an option for your garage in in the next couple of months. <laughs> possibly could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, then, Daniel. You're welcome. Time for us to wrap up on uh, this evening's show, folks. Of course, it has been a show in three parts, uh, finalizing, uh, finishing off just there with the used car review of the BMW X2. Before that, we had a discussion about are we ready? Uh, are we finally getting a Proton EV? And at the top of the show, we had news about Lamborghini, Tesla, the Toyota Corolla GR Sport, two new concept cars, and some other stuff. And if you missed. Any part of the show, as usual, head over to the website where you can stream the episode via the podcast or download the app. It's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play, and have a listen there. This has been Cruise Control, the car show here on BFM eighty nine point nine. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. That's tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.